Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And tonight we're going to be talking about the second most Maniac Cop movie of all time, Maniac Cop 2. Yeah. Uh, Love it. Yeah. It's a fun one. It is. It's a. It's, it's so much more action. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also just as equally confusing. Definitely confusing. I wish the series would have some better... Ground rules, I guess. I'm still trying to figure out Cordell. I don't get him. I don't get his. I don't get his motivation. I don't get like how they lay his motivation out in excruciating detail in this movie, and I still don't really understand it. Yeah, I still don't understand what he's going for. I don't. Know I if feel he's like a, they change. I don't know if he's a zombie through. or a ghost or. I mean, or I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's brain dead or he's totally competent. If he's like, a ghost, that's the only thing that, like, that would be the only thing that would make sense to me. Like, I never thought of that because I mean, he keeps affecting people in the real world. But he had a giant tree through his chest, yeah. whatever the fuck that thing was. And now he has a pristine uniform and he's got a zombie face. Right in the beginning, he gets, I mean, talking about the pristine chest, right in the beginning, he gets shot pretty much point blank with a shotgun in that store robbery. And. His, his uniform is pristine Nothing afterwards. Ha- he, d- he doesn't get a single even bit of buckshot in him. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So it's like, fuck, man. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it might just be cheapy filmmaking. And it's like, they, this movie is at Christmas time? <laughs> yes, uh, it but is. The last, but the last Maniac Cop ended on St. Paddy's Day. And then this movie treats it like it's been, I don't know, a day or two since the first movie. But even, even beginning at Halloween 2 style with like the end of the first movie, like we're that close to it. Yeah. But I guess we've jumped. Eight I'm just months. saying. I mean, listen. I'm always. I've. I've always noticed that the Christmas holiday creeps up, and it's starting to get into March at this point. So, <laughs> <laughs> you just get down your January first decorations, and it's time to put up your. Yeah, the trick is just never taking the Christmas decks down. I, I kind of don't really. Uh, but yeah, it's. It is a very. It's very strange, and they. I was surprised to see how often they went back to the well of part one. Oh, that I didn't even remember that originally. Like when I when I went back to this movie, I was like, oh, shit, I I thought this was all new stuff. And starting the movie Halloween two style. That's fine. I'm fine with that. It, I, it Unnecessary. Like, that's your fault if you didn't see the first one. But I could live with that. Doing the entire flashback scene to his prison death. That was inexcusable. Like, but, well, the other part about it is that it's it's not as though they did a recap at the beginning. They basically said. We've got Bruce Campbell for two scenes in this movie. What if we just bring back a bunch of Bruce Campbell? So the end fight where Bruce Campbell is front and center, we just have him there so that it's like we've got Bruce Campbell for a whole movie. And then when we kill him off at the end of the first act, nah, it's fine. (laughs) It's like we've had him starring in the movie anyway. Yeah. Which I, I think is cool. I, I think I like I like that kind of psycho yeah, thing, yeah. that bait and switch, like the sure. person you think is going to be the lead, take it out early. Yeah. I'm and also, I mean, it certainly reeks of like he had something else to do, but, you know, um, which I don't know what that would be. Lunatics, maybe? I don't um, know. Well, according to the director, he felt their story was done. That's oh, why interesting. He, and Larry Cohen originally intended, I forgot her name, Shirley, maybe. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, the, the, other, the psychiatrist? The no. Oh. Uh, the Bruce Campbell's girlfriend. From Teresa. The yeah. She was supposed to live. Shirley or Shelley. She was supposed to get put into a coma and get like uh, uh, disabled from her neck break, not just die. But this guy, Lustig, was just like, these guys' stories are done. I'm killing them both. They're done. Bye. <laughs> That's <laughs> too bad. Because it almost seems like if they had done that, that would have been kind of a uh, 
like a repeat, like a cyclical thing where she could become the the next person. Oh, you're right. In yeah. Line. But, uh, yeah, you know, where she could be the, the woman from the first movie. Yep. But I, I find it funny. Like, their stories, the Chargers is like, these guys' stories are done. I'm yeah. Like, Not really. I mean, they could totally go. I mean, how is. Fight, go back to fighting Cordell together. How is Robert Davi's story somehow more interesting right. than their story? I can't imagine. Uh, and what a weird choice. Like, yeah. I mean, I love Robert Davi. Don't get me wrong. Like. Not as a person, but <laughs> but I love him as an actor. I enjoy him. Yeah, he was fine. I don't know anything about him. Um, I can't even name another movie I've seen him in. But eh, you know, he tends to play Colombian drug lords in uh, in action movies. I tend to never watch. Right, exactly. Movies, I so, mean, yeah. including <laughs> uh, whatever the James Bond, one of the Timothy Dalton James yeah. Bonds was. But yeah, his his story's kind of weird too, and he's. I also don't understand what his job is or why it's, he's just ready to shoot somebody in an alley that falls out of a window. <laughs> I mean, he's... That scene he's boggles so, my brain. <laughs> the whole thing was so... <laughs> so we're set up with him doing an, a total, like, extrajudicial execution. He, like, he is set up as a fucking murderer. This guy falls out of a window, he does not pull a gun, and he's injured on the ground. Yep. And this cop kills him. So we now have a person who is supposed to be our, like, the person that we care about in yep. this. And he's like, I'm just making sure the scum don't get out of the street, yeah. don't stay on the streets because the lawyers are all dirtbags. Oh, Whoa. shit. You mean he didn't die? Oh, man. No, no. I guess I guess I have less paperwork now. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, maybe it was supposed to read like, like he was just saying that and he meant to injure him or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. It just, it, it has a bad feeling i mean it would have a bad feeling back then now it reads so much worse yeah than that's, it did back that's then. kind of the serious thing like they have that flawed yeah. hero just like campbell in the first one was cheating on his wife and that's the guy we're supposed to root for and this guy's a, sure. a bad cop I and mean, i guess we're supposed to root for that too <laughs> that feels a little more complex they're like okay i don't know all of the when you're dropped into a relationship drama and it's like eh, you know cheating probably never yeah. okay but it's like you, you can at still least cheat to be a good cop, right? There's at least <laughs> there's at least some gray area there yeah. about how their relationship is going and what their situation you is. You can like. still be a wanton murderer and be a good nope, cop. No, nope, oh, you can't. Oh, you can't. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Especially if you're killing wantons, that is. <laughs> they're the best part of your Chinese meal. They're the best part of your poo poo platter. Um, okay, let's uh, let's I, go in. Okay. All right, we get way more of a recap of maniac cop one than we needed we halloween to it yep uh and then uh it also gives you that like it's yet again shoving it in your face that he drives into the water for no fucking reason yeah man that's and all i can think of didn't... was our last episode where we talked about that where are you going matt <laughs> that that also it's that also helps my question that i still can't figure out like this guy can plan this elaborate trip to sing sing and and rally a hostage and a tour bus and everything he for himself knew in this. That but he, like, he's, his brain was working well enough that he yeah. knew that he had to have the transfer papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's smart Holy like this. Holy shit. But then in this one, he's like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Just like, oh, shit. I got to get out of here for no reason uh, yeah. and go nowhere. <laughs> you know you're on a pier. You've been living there forever. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Um, it also kind of like it felt like it almost explained a little bit of why he was at the pier, but maybe not, because there were all those crashed police cars. We get like this pan over all yeah, the what crashed was that? police I didn't cars. Get that. Um, 
I didn't know if that was supposed to tell me something or that was just like a stylish intro. I, I think it was a little bit of both. So we kind of like, we go across the pier. We've got this like, you know, we're showing fog coming in and creepy music. So there's, obviously they're trying to indicate, hey, this one's going to have more of a supernatural element. This is setting us up for kind of a supernatural spooky beginning. Um, but also it's like, oh, maybe that's where the police stash all their trashed cars. Maybe that's owned by the police department, yep. and that's why Matt knew to go down there, or something like that. Or it could just be remnants of what happened on the pier that night, telling us that this is the next day, no. even though Bruce Campbell's in a Christmas sweater next to a Christmas tree <laughs> while the commissioner's decorating a fucking Christmas tree, and it's supposed to be the day after St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Anyway, um, that don't make no sense, but that's fine. Uh, okay, so... We go past that, and since we have a cop movie, any good police action movie is going to start. Your RoboCops, your... I mean, this is literally the... Not only is this the same opening to Cobra, the same actor is playing the same role in this opening from Cobra. So that's weird. And he's got junk on his teeth, because these... These movies just love putting junk on people's okay. teeth. They they junk up his teeth. They junk up Leo Rossi's teeth later on. They junk up Cordell's yep. teeth in the last one. You gotta you gotta admit though, I feel like it was because they knew how bad it looked in the first movie, and they were like, "Wait, what if we have a real makeup artist do this?" And they got the real stuff and really did the teeth, so they actually look rotten and gross. It does, but this time they actually look real as opposed to looking like a fucking Halloween store thing. For some reason, it just it just keeps taking me out. That's all I notice, and it bugs me. I it's, wish, I, I, mean, wish it, I didn't do that. It's also shorthand for drug addict, which I think is like I mean, it's a it's a thing product of its time and all that. But it's like it's really like oh junkies, People you know, could like, be straight edge and have bad teeth. <laughs> That's true. Look at Johnny <laughs> Rotten. But either way, all right, we go into our unassuming convenience store with a sweet fucking pin bot right yes. in the doorway i was like damn that's that's a great machine to have rock, in your con- <laughs> so a really annoying soundtrack to have all day long in your convenience store oh you want to talk about an annoying pinball machine you talk about folding t-shirts back there behind your doctor <laughs> who pinball table and all i keep hearing is exterminate exterminate the doctor <laughs> I thought it was Freddy. And, and I can't hear my Full House podcast over it. I would have assumed that Freddy screaming and laughing would be the one that would really do you in. No, it's the Daleks. <laughs> I mean, the Daleks are fucking annoying. That thing had an attract mode on it at one point where it would just have a screaming Dalek <laughs> at random. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's the worst. Same thing with the... We've got a Tales from the Crypt yeah. out back as well. That thing had a like, hey... Come over and play this fucking game, stupid <laughs> idiot. I think it was. I can't remember what he even said, but he had. We shut him down quick. <laughs> like, nope, no attract modes on anything. Freddy can't get rid of the attract mode. It just uh, will not shut off no matter what we do. Boom. I've lost my bearings. <laughs> anyway, come to Coast City Comics. Yeah. Buy some Freddy, Doctor Who, and uh, Tales from the Crypt pinball. Yeah, and preferably if you... when I'm not here folding shirts. Huh? <laughs> Trying to, listen, trying to listen to my Uncle Jesse shit. If you've got a good horror pinball machine that you want to come in and trade for our uh, for our Doctor Who to round it out with a fun bunch of oh God, please, please. actual horror stuff, that'd be and great. Make, and a quiet horror game. Oh, Doctor Who is such a fun <laughs> pinball machine, though. I I'm don't not care, saying it's not fun. I don't care about the theme, but it's like it's like a juiced up pinbot. Anyway, yeah. welcome to the po- the pinball podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, a new format this week. Uh, we're <laughs> taking the show in different directions. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So he he does this like over the top criminal swagger where he's like looking behind him and looking sketchy and <laughs> and. I think your average man on the street watching this movie is like, look at this overacting son of a bitch. <laughs> and then if you talk to anybody that owns a store, you'd go, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I will tell you, I see that guy twice a week. And yeah, they actually do that. Like there are shoplifters who legitimately that bad? look like that. And yeah. they, because they're like, if you're on drugs and you're shoplifting, you don't know how bad you're gotcha. telegraphing. And so the fact that he's like looking over his shoulder and has giant bulging eyes and is like holding his jacket closed and is <laughs> acting weird. I swear to God, twice a week. I see that fucker. Anyway, he usually has better teeth than that, but whatever. Don't get shot, bro. <laughs> I will not. Mm. Uh, I, I assume I'm bulletproof at this point. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, Marco Petrucci reprising his role from Cobra, basically being a fucking just, weirdo. Step to the next soundstage next door. He was like, "Oh, <laughs> is there a lower budget version of Cobra that I could do? Okay, cool." Anybody else need a shotgun thug? <laughs> uh, but he's, he's really good at it. <laughs> I I like him a lot. He's he's an over the top fucking yeah. character actor ham who's yep. just the best. Um, anyway, uh, the the storekeeper catches him shoplifting. And he calls him on it, and of course he's like, "Well, fuck this! I'm gonna rob you now." Which it's just like, dude, just fucking rob him. This this yeah. shoplifting what thing. What was the dance for? Yeah. yeah, this is this is way more production than you really needed for this whole thing. But he does it, and shopkeeper pushes the silent alarm, of course, and we cut to some cops being called to the location. This part bugs me because I don't know if it's cop procedure like he's coming out with that takeout food and he gets in the car and they're like oh crap we got a call and he just chucks the whole fresh food order out the window but it's like bro you weren't driving you could just just hold it hold dude. that in your lap man yeah yeah it bothered me to see the cops sell that food out <laughs> it's that is weird i i would put some decent money on it that cops don't do that and yeah. would hold on to their food yeah do you not have a cup holder in there bro that's where the shotgun goes <laughs> that's that's the thing that they hollowed out for the shotgun yes. is the cup holder that's a bummer um that's why i'm not a cop some other stuff too no big gulp for you just a 12 gauge <laughs> so uh let's see he's like uh they've got no money in the drawer the boss is coming in three hours it's top safes on a time lock level and he's like i'll wait for it man let's scratch off some scratchers while we're waiting dude like and it's a it's great he's like i think i'm lucky yeah and he's like i'm sorry man nothing's they, we're not winning anything <laughs> and he's like no man i think i'm lucky and he puts the shotgun under his chin and he's like uh, and then he scratches off a five thousand dollar winner and he's like holy shit dude you, you won five grand yeah <laughs> i love that once a cop shows up to that that guy's gonna keep it like <laughs> i wonder what so the lega- i wonder what the legality would be about that because that wouldn't matter i don't think you can scratch tickets at, at on shift though at a store like without buying them first like i mean he would have to pay for all of the ones that led up to that yeah um which would be fine because they're a buck a piece or whatever and they scratched off like 10 of them or something mm. It'd be certainly worth it He's... i mean he could cash it out at another place too he could bring it yeah. to a 7-eleven down the street yep. um but yeah that <laughs> that's how it goes down he's like oh my god we won 
cop comes in and he's like, shit, now I won. This is great. Yeah. Uh, he's very excited that the cop is going to kill this guy. Turns out he's not. He's actually going to kill the shopkeeper because <laughs> in Maniac Cop 2, he is he has turned on the average citizen and now he is straight up evil. Yeah, I he's don't. Only hurting people who don't deserve it. I don't get this. But then, and then, nor ho- do I. And then, hooking up the criminals, yes, and becoming this like criminal folk hero. I mean, <laughs> again, I just I cannot get a clear beat on his motivation. It's it definitely could have used some words. You know what I mean? Like somebody just analyzing him and saying something in like literally textually, just saying. Oh hey, you know, it looks as though he's he he's so angry at the police department that he's trying to make them look bad by only killing bad people or only p- killing good people and blah 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 or something. You know, like he's doing the opposite or it, they don't say anything mm-hmm. about it. I'm not articulating it well, but it's it's just Neither are they? But they aren't either. <laughs> um and I didn't have to make this movie. So, okay. Anyway, uh, maniac cop hands the uh, the lunatic a gun and then walks out the back door. Yeah. So he, of course, is there's cops everywhere. He shows up with a gun. He's too stoned or mentally ill or whatever is going on to drop the gun. So, of course, he gets totally shot. But before he does, he says, hey, man, it wasn't me. It was one of you guys. Yeah. And then he gets pop, shot. Pop, to death. Pop, pop. Yep. And uh, that is the the first hint that the police department is getting that a maniac cop is back, but they don't listen to it. Uh, cut to it's Christmas. Like it's been eight long months, or yeah, I don't know, five days, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> we cut to a Christmas party at police headquarters in the commissioner's office, where everybody's just sitting around a Christmas tree. Um, it's it's a really weird scene because we've switched to the fuck's this guy's name i can't remember uh the police commissioner david lerner is that his name this i think his real name okay yeah so we lost richard roundtree from the first one and he was replaced probably makes sense he got killed he got stabbed oh that's right he did um and so now we have a new guy uh and he's decorating a christmas tree while bruce campbell and well Jack and Teresa. I can't remember what Bruce Campbell's character's name is. It is Jack. Okay. Jack and Teresa He's are, a jack of all trades. That's right, because of that famous <laughs> TV show of his. Uh, but they're concerned that Cordell's body was never found. Uh, and Aren't the people in the city concerned about this? Was that fact shared? No, it was not. Okay. So only, only Bruce Campbell... And his girlfriend are concerned about this. The commissioner wants to say that it was written off, that it was another guy. They want to say that it wasn't Cordell who was in, who was driving. They want to make sure that it's all just like swept under the rug. Okay. Bruce Campbell is picking up on the subtle (laughs) uh, innuendo that the, that the commissioner is laying down here. And he's like, so it wasn't him. It wasn't him. And Teresa's <laughs> like, no, it, it was. Yeah. No, it was totally him. No, no, no. you don't get what, look at me. <laughs> it wasn't him. And he's and Bruce Campbell's like, hey, honey, um, he's saying that 
we can get our jobs back if you shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to, so yep. fuck you, sell out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and basically, Jack wants to sell out here, and yeah. it's kind of lame. He's like, fine, just let him sweep it under the rug. But it's like, he was his body was never found, and you both know that he was an undead killer. Yes. Like, you both are aware that his body was ice cold. You are aware that you can fill him full of bullets, including her, who allegedly shot him in the face four times. Mm. You know, like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm you, should be, you should be a little concerned. I feel like his death is kind of, like, kind of inevitable. It's like, if you're just going to let Rent's go, also like, inevitable, man. They need those paychecks. That's a good point. <laughs> you know what? That is as valid a point. Yeah. Um, certainly, they're going to stand a better chance of uh, of surviving a maniac cop if they have a door. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and doors cost money. And doors cost money. So, they go to meet with a psychiatrist, and uh psychiatrist says that she's going to have to give a failing grade to uh, Teresa on her crazy test. Because she can't have anybody out there with a gun and emotional problems. Yeah, Claudia, Claudia Christine in this in this role. Yeah, she's great. Um, this was this was just for a kind of comedy smash cut. So we got uh, her saying, "You can't have anybody emotionally unstable on the streets with a gun." Yep. Smash cut to guy flying out a window and <laughs> Robert Davi shooting him in cold blood. What is this? <laughs> what is going on here? It's. I mean, it was it was a comedy smash. It was just basically to be like, haha, get it? He's emotionally unstable and he's got a gun on the street. Oh, I didn't get it. Th- that really uh, is I, the connection. I That's got it. I got too damn confused with the setup. I guess like, I it feels That's like it. it feels like a reel's missing. All of a sudden, you're just like, <laughs> there's like a dude flying out of a window, landing on a van, standing up, getting shot, and then you're just like, okay, what? Who are they going after? The baddies inside? <laughs> this guy was probably thrown right. Like they don't. Nothing to touch. They don't no, even touch on the no, building. There's no explanation. And it's like, they didn't even say, you know, serial killer, you know, or like murdered his family or whatever. It's like shoplifter. Yeah, I don't know. I like don't fucking know. what? Does he have outstanding parking tickets? What did you shoot him for? Yes. It was just a very <laughs> funny. It was so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it was very awkward. But a great uh, stunt. Great stunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's lots of those in this movie. Oh, this movie, hell yeah. The, the action go, movie parts of this movie are they go nuts so incredible. I mean, I haven't seen this movie probably since whenever it first showed up on HBO a billion years ago. Oh wow, I've watched it sooner than that, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely was, it's definitely been at least over five years. It's probably so the last check time. This out. And and that scene of her handcuffed to the to the so car good. that has been burned into my brain yep. so that is that was definitely a, a memorable one um okay so robert davi is a super cool tough undercover cop he's like he's decked out in his like long trench coat and his fucking you know private investigator hat he's got a special gun that's not a police issue you know everything about him is like detective this pulp is novel character. exactly yeah. he's yeah he's he's a sam spade slash like you know, like, I mean, he's a dirty, hairy type, too, because he also, in addition to Robert Davi being like a right wing guy himself, his character is like this really right wing dude that's like, yeah, fuck the court systems and everything. Yeah. Everybody's a scumbag and they deserve to pay, um, which, of course, in our current 
world really reads great for a main character. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he gets sent to the police psychiatrist because he got because he shot somebody and he smokes a bunch and it's like he's really confrontational and you're like oh these guys are gonna get together at the end um and they kind of don't which actually surprised which me. is nice i guess so i mean it's kind of implied as they walk off into the distance in movie language they're kind of like walking off together at the end i think they're just partners now yeah could be <laughs> it is nice that she she put on a police uniform at the end and that was her that was her emotional arc. Somehow. Yeah. Her character arc was to put on a police uniform and accept she finally, that she's actually a cop. She finally accepted yeah. the fact that she was a cop. Well, That's, there's literally a moment here where he's like, where somebody says. The commissioner says that, ah, oh, man, she finally puts on a police outfit and she gets taken hostage right. instantly. And it's like, yeah, well, you know that like the 400 cops that were just murdered were also wearing police <laughs> uniforms. Yeah. She did better than they did. Yeah. So uh, what the fuck you got to say about that? Uh, anyway, okay, he he yells some, like, pablum, normal, like, fucking dirty, hairy garbage, where it's like, what about the rights of that little girl? You know, that kind of shit. And it's like, what about the lawyers that are putting the scum back on the street? Why don't you put them under psychological observation? Uh, and it's like, whatever. It turns out here, though, that his partner had called her asking for help. Yep. And he was the like, night before he killed himself. Yes. And he tried to talk and he talked him out of it being like, yes, that's for sissies. And somebody talked him out of it. We learned later that it was him. We know it's him. And of course. And it's like, but it's like, he also says, and I don't regret it either. And it's like, he'd be alive if you didn't do that. So yeah, are you just a sociopath? What is your fucking deal? Yes. How He's, are we supposed to like you? I don't. I mean, I don't. <laughs> He's not a cool character, really. Like, But it's like they don't make the psychiatrist enough. They don't give her enough personality for her to be the main character, even though she should be. Yep. Like she should be the person we're following, but she's like kind of a cipher she's to everybody that's, too, yeah. that's around her. So it's just not it doesn't work for me. But um, so Bruce Campbell. He's out visiting a newspaper kiosk. Apparently, he's on the front page of the paper because he's a famous super cop. So this did just happen yesterday. It must have. <laughs> it literally must have. Uh, he's just decorating his fucking St. Patrick's tree. What yeah, do you oh, want? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> his day after St. Patrick's tree. Um, <laughs> so there's a blind proprietor of this newspaper kiosk, which is an important plot point obviously you don't make a guy blind in a movie without it being a plot point uh unfortunately uh but he's buying copies of the paper with him on the cover and we're cutting back and forth to our maniac cop showing up and he's doing his cool flip trick that he I does with his I baton it's great and uh eventually the flipping stops and he pulls out the sword and bam stabs bruce campbell through the chest Cuts him right up through his spine. Must have left a hole about the size of a fucking... Quarter? Mm, no, bus. But it come, it's a quarter. No, I've, I'm sure that when we see him later on the autopsy table, there's going to be a huge disgusting, cut, right? oh, it's gonna be big, so gnarly. gory fucking thing. It's not that he didn't want to spend much time in makeup and wanted to get to the set of Briscoe <laughs> County Jr., right? Certainly not that. Anyway... <laughs> um, Anyways, it's it, it's a great death. It, it look, is. It looks awesome, and it's super shocking. Like you think you're following another when you watch a sequel. 
Sure. With the lead guy from the last movie. You think you're watching this yeah. movie with us? You think you're on the trip with him? And he's like, oh, shit, whoops. Yeah. And it's there's no... There's no like, oh, is he going to be okay? Like any fake out? Like, no, you know no, he's no, toast. He's, he's toast. <laughs> yeah. And it's also cool because it's a, it's a good, it's one of those kind of deaths that is like for a low budget movie is like super smart because it's cheap and easy. Like he's holding the paper in front of him. So you yeah. don't have to have anything, any really expensive effect. Yep. The sword goes through the paper and you know that it's going through Bruce Campbell. Yep. You know, he probably, Bruce Campbell probably has a fake arm holding the paper. And so his arm is pushing the sword through, but it's a great effect. You know, like there's probably yeah. like a stand in, in his shirt holding one side of the paper and Bruce Campbell's pushing, pushing the sword, but it's, God, don't spoil the oh, magic. I'm so sorry, but it's like, Jeez. it's such a cool idea. Like, it works so great. I love great those. Ki- yep. I love those kind of gags, and they're like, yeah, they, they nailed just pulled it. it off great. Um, so there we go. Our main character is now dead. Uh, we go to the morgue, and nobody's eating a sandwich. Nobody, nobody's eating a sandwich, but they are still in that down the hallway, <laughs> like with no door. Uh, medical examiner's yep. office. Love that. Nope. Love that. There's no door on the fucking. There's no mullet guy this time either. What happened to Mullet Guy? Uh, Miss him. Probably got killed by Maniac Cup. Could be. He does kill a lot of people. He's it, a murder machine in this. The body count in this. Like, at this point, if someone had killed this many people, the National Guard would yeah. be there. <laughs> this is like, the, like this is unheard of. The, the, just in the police department, the casualties are like in the hundreds. Yep. He killed an entire department. Like, he killed everybody in that building. And we see it all. We do. Like, yeah. that That's nice. Like, that's what I love about this. That was my complaint from the last time, is that he, yeah. he butchered half the police department, but we never saw any of it. This one, we see it. Oh, it's, it's such a fantastic fucking scene. And, yeah, just him walking through the walls and oh, shit. It's just beautiful. Love it. Beautiful. I can't get enough. Yeah. And so we go. We see we, Teresa goes there to ID Bruce Campbell and... And you can see how invested he is in the movie because he's got like a little tiny bruise on his neck <laughs> from this gigantic sword that went through his chest. And uh, she IDs him and not before we get a lingering shot of my least favorite use of breasts in movies, the corpse of a stripper who's laid out on a slab with her boobs out and they like they linger on her way too much. Boo. Yeah. Um, like you have a strip club for fuck's sake. You don't There's need to a great place to put breasts. Yep. There's a woman who wants to show her breasts in a strip club. And they do. Ta-da! They're, there you go. Well, they're actual strippers in this. Right. They they paid the... It's a, they're on an actual strip club where they paid the actual yeah. strippers. That's smart. Yep. And you don't have to show them dead with their breasts yeah. out. You know? <laughs> Maybe just don't do that anymore. <laughs> anyway... I don't like the dead boobs. <laughs> it's just, it's not my thing. If it's your thing, then uh, you're a freak and I hate you. And you should go no. to the police psychiatrist. You should watch this movie because you get <laughs> a really long shot of that. Um, okay. So Robert Davi gives Teresa the real dirtbag cop investigation thing, the interrogation treatment. He's like literally in the room with her and Bruce Campbell's corpse. Like, her yeah. boyfriend is dead six feet behind and her. And she's like... And he's like... You think you might have killed him. Why'd you kill her? Uh, you got mad. You <laughs> stepped out of the thing. You got really, really strong all of a sudden. You produced a weapon that nobody could find later. <laughs> you... <laughs> like... 
have the exact same MO and the exact same weapon as the maniac cop killer who killed a bunch of people the day before. No. Come on, dude. He killed so many people and he used this exact weapon and he has a fucking like this has to look like 30 other bodies that you have in freezers right here. You could literally sit him next to another corpse she, and just a, be like, huh, look at that. Those holes look exactly the same. Maybe she's a copycat killer. <laughs> oh, she's just doing it to. Yep. Yeah. That was her opportunity to throw them all off the, <laughs> off the trail. But, but this is all a ruse for yes, Ruse's for, sake to convince her that she's a suspect because the commissioner is super smarmy. Yep. He's a scumbag. But we find out that later that he's a scumbag because he's part of this whole conspiracy. Everybody's scum. Everybody's scum. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, after this whole thing goes on, he gives his tragic backstory about why he hates psychiatrists. The psychiatrist comes out and he's like, and she's like, you don't seem to like psychiatrists very much. And he's like, yeah. My, my my wife, wife went to one once, and then he, she left. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely the psychiatrist's fault. Not, it was not not the psych- mine. <laughs> I'm looking at you, buddy. Yeah, I think I think the psychiatrist just went. Oh, yeah, you need to leave this fucking dude, like yes. anybody would. I think that you put anybody in a room with. Uh, <laughs> I think this <laughs> guy gets home from yeah. work, and the wife's like, "How is your job today?" And he's like. Shitty, I didn't get to kill anybody. And, like, it's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the he's only like, days that he's happy are the days when he's committed a homicide. And then he just keeps talking about that. He's just like, table. oh. He's just seen him, blood was coming out of his mouth. He was laying on the ground. I was just, Honey, like, waiting for have, the quarter to one, show up. Please, just one. I was one, kicking no, him. Come on, please, just I, one I, night. You ever kick a dead body? No, it's it's have, so much better uh, than poking it with a I stick. I can't <laughs> eat my pork chops while you're talking about this. You know what? Fine. Okay. No, I'm going to my I, psychiatrist. I, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with a psychiatrist. <laughs> also, I'm going to cheat on you and also divorce you like instantly. God, you're awful. Um, and just so you know, before I leave, this is all the psychiatrist's fault. This is, <laughs> Bye. Yeah, it's totally the psychiatrist. Uh, yep. So cut to a great scene of uh, the privileged yuppie on the street. Ah, this whole scene. This whole scene's wonderful. Great. Uh, he's getting his Porsche towed by a cop. This is this is another instance of like there not being a ton of people in this movie that you really like or root for, because the yeah, cop kind of sucks. Oh yeah, he's not. The cop's being kind of a dick. Yep. The yuppie's being a total dick. The yuppie is straight up sociopath. We find out later, uh, and he's like yelling at him, and he's like, "Come on, come on, man, let me just bribe you." <laughs> he didn't start out being a super dick, though. He was like, oh, hey, I'm right here. Let me. Yeah, yeah. Can we stop, please? And it's like, which seems rational. It is. If you catch somebody towing your car mid tow. Like, and whoa, that is whoa, whoa, rational. Let's, let's let's work this out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know if it works that way if it's the cops but towing he, your car. But then he turns super dick where he's just like, come on, you're alone. We can figure something out. Yeah, yeah. I got money. Yeah. You're poor. You can't even. I bet you yeah. drive a piece of shit car. Not like mine. He mine. just starts insulting yep. him and all that shit. And just in the middle of that, a maniac cop comes up behind the cop, kills him, hangs him on the hook for his tow truck. He drives away. And then drives off with this cop swinging <laughs> on the hook. It's so good. 
It looks so good. That looks like a dude on the back of that thing swinging around. It, you know. Well, it was a dude on the back of that thing. But it might be. It might not be a fake body. Oh. You know, say, like, say they did that might be a, style. That might be an actor that actually had to be on the back of that thing because it looked. That's like, what I'm saying. Oh, that would be crazy. I would assume that. Well, they didn't really hook him. He's just wearing a harness. I bet. Sure, but I mean that's still super fucking dangerous. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would not want to do that stunt personally, mm. where you're hung on a hook and driven down the street. Eh, I'm sure you get an extra twenty bucks or something. Anyway, okay, so now the psychologist comes down to the newsstand to interview the blind proprietor. She asks some generic questions that he's already answered a million times, but then she says something that really piques his interest. She says, did you touch him? Yes, because we left that part out earlier. He did He did touch his yes. hands. And he gets all creeped out, and he tells the story of how he was in a foxhole his eyesight was taken by a grenade blowing up, but the grenade also killed everyone around him, and he was buried in a hole, covered in corpses. The only reason he didn't freeze to death was because they were on top of him, but he he said, I never thought that I'd feel anything like that cold, dead flesh again until tonight, or whatever, until last night. When I touched a gloved hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might have touched the wrist under the glove. Who knows? Mm. Um... But there it is. She's now getting further evidence that this is the maniac cop who had killed all those people the day before. Really should probably have been on their radar at least a little bit, considering they never found the body. But, you know, that's fine. Uh, Later on, they arrest the guy whose car got towed. He's like, no, man, it was one of you guys. It was like six foot three. He was a maniac cop. This scene was weird, too, because like they also take that guy out of his glasses. So it's like hard a little. I found it a little. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at first because he wasn't wearing the, the glasses. And one of the cops that's arresting him is like a plainclothes officer who almost looks like a mobster. Yes. So like I thought it was like a mob guy <laughs> shaking somebody down. But then I noticed a cop behind him Then I was like. And who the fuck is this guy? Then I was yeah. like, oh, that's the car guy, but no glasses. So this whole scene, I just thought was messy. It was a little messy. It was definitely a little messy. Do we ever... Do, I like. I looked on IMDb to figure out who this was. Was that Bill Mooney? Who the... The guy who was getting arrested. Oh, I don't it think so. It looked like fucking Bill Mooney from Lost in Space and Barnes and Barnes. Yeah, and Twilight Zone. And Twilight Zone. Uh, maybe it was. I mean, this movie's got a slew of yeah. familiar genre faces. Seems like that would be a thing that he would do, but... I couldn't tell. Um, anyway, uh, so back with the commissioner and Robert Davi, he's uh, uh, the commissioner's like, don't mention Cordell. Mm. Oh, and also the car guy scene, too, is what's the point? Like, it's because he was telling the cops that it was one of them. But like, we already know the cop did it. These cops don't report back or these cops don't like add anything like, hey, we've got another report saying it was maniac cop. So this yeah. whole scene is just pointless. It is weird because he is he's basically fulfilling the role of the woman who was whose boyfriend was killed in the first movie where she actually got a look at him and drove off. Yeah. And then reported back to be like, "Oh, hey, it's this guy. I can describe him." Um Yeah, but this whole scene could be excised. Nobody yeah. would even notice. Yeah. No, you would not notice. Um uh Teresa's hanging out with the psychologist and 
in her apartment. Like she's getting ready to like she's packing up to leave to she, move. She's it's weird. She's going on a local cable access like an America's, America's most, most wanted, wanted show. Type yeah, show. Yeah, but packing a whole bag, they take the cab to a hotel. I mean, it would make sense that she does not want to be in her in her apartment. Because she is being stalked by a killer. Oh, I guess, yeah. So maybe that's her deal. Like, okay. I, but I don't know. They seem like they're going straight to the show, but they go to a hotel first. That's where they tell a cab to go. I don't know. I was yeah. I was confused with that because it was like, oh, is the TV show shot in a hotel? And then I'm like, no, Matt, that's stupid. TV shows are not shot in hotels. Um, <laughs> no, pornos are shot in unless hotels. Unless you're watching Hotel Hell with my boy Ramsey. <laughs> that's a good show. <laughs> um, yes. So this is fun. Uh, I really enjoy this cab driver. He's like a total like yeah. 1950s New York stereotype. He's fun. Uh, he's, he's ridiculous. But uh, they're driving along and Teresa starts getting wiggy and looking for pursuing vehicles behind her. And then in the middle of all of her acting crazy, the fucking tire goes flat. And she's like, don't pull over. Don't pull over. And he's like, I don't give a shit if you're a cop. I'm not. I'm not going to ruin my cab for you. And this. And so eventually, yeah. When the. Oh yeah. So they do pull over, and uh, they steal the guy's cab, and then maniac cop comes and runs over the cab driver and yep. chases him. I was very surprised that the scene didn't use the tow truck he just got instead. Like having this big ominous. And with a cop off hanging off the back, how much cooler would that have made the scene if you had the tow, tow truck and a corpse swinging on? That hooks, would be amazing. Or maybe two or three others added just for kicks, like that happened between scenes. Like, damn, I feel like three it was on a, a meat hook. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's a lost, little bit of a lost. Opportunity that seems here. like I feel like that was probably because of expense. Like yeah, they the wanted, scene is still awesome. They the wanted a beater is, car. The car chase is fantastic, it but is. man, I would have loved to see that big tow truck. Yeah. Wreaking havoc instead. No, I absolutely agree. And it agree. made sense because we just the last time we saw him, he drove off in one. <laughs> I, I don't know why it bothered me, but it did bother me that he was so thick. Like, imagine that you're in this situation where you're like, you're driving down the road, you're a cab driver, you have a, you have two cops in the back of your car, yep. and they're freaked the fuck out. Two cops that are scared yeah. shitless, like looking around like there's somebody after them. You know that these are armed police officers that and are terrified. You're like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to go change a tire. I'm going to I'll I'm stop by the side by of the road. Unarmed. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> it's like, mm, I, I wouldn't. I might like pull over and like, give me some more details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is, tell me why I shouldn't get out right now. Is there <laughs> a mafia gunman right? headed this way who is going to kill us in cold blood? If so, I will ride on the fucking rim for a little while. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, But that's not how it goes. He gets outside. She steals the car, takes off, and we get a big old car chase. He gets run over. Really good stunt. Like all the stunts in this. Really good stunts. And just like sparks flying. The tire tears off. Great car chase, too. Yeah. Middle of the night, driving down the sidewalks. Like, like. You know, action movie smashing trash on the sidewalk kind of scene, but it's really, really fun. Um, eventually, she crashes the cab, and she gets out with her gun drawn and unloads all six rounds of the pistol into the maniac cop. She goes for center mass, which was a little silly. He's so close. Just, it didn't even do anything to him. It wouldn't have mattered. Like, you could have shot him in the face yeah. at that. Like, you already, especially her, but of again, all people. 
he's a ghost. Like, we just don't even see the bullets. Like, it's true. It, he doesn't have any squibs or anything. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, what is this dude? Yeah. No. Spectre, ghost, zombie. There's no, there's no good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Poorly drawn caricature. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's more likely. Uh, okay. So, uh, he picks her up, throws her, th- uh, throws her through a hardware store window. Pretty great scene here. Uh, and while while she's recovering, MC goes after after our fucking psychiatrist in yep. the back seat. He pulls her out and handcuffs her to a random car and pushes it down this road. <laughs> per, per, it's awesome. It's amazing, it, it, especially because he seems to know that this road is going to be downhill for long enough that this will definitely kill her. Yeah. Because he's not a dummy, even though he's brain dead. I, even I though guess. he's brain dead sometimes. <laughs> so, in this in this hardware store that uh, that Teresa gets thrown into, there's a Bob Vila standee with a fucking chainsaw, and of course, like in movies, it's of course gassed up and oiled yep, and all that, go. ready to go. So she turns that thing on, goes after him, and ag- again, again. What is this guy? I this did guy not stops like this. Me neither. I want to like this, but it's like, dude, stop the chainsaw with his, with his hands. bare hands and didn't lose any hand. So come on, man. Is I'm willing. Yeah. Is he a ghost? Is he magical? Like, that would have cut your damn fingers off and, and been an implement like, for them. If he's a zombie. Impairment, I mean. Yeah. If he is a zombie. It would still cut his fingers off. It would off. cut his fingers like. Again, because I don't care what your name is, you're not stopping a chainsaw with your bare hands, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's like even even Jason Voorhees, that would have cut his hand off. Yes, you know he would have been fine later, but at least it would have cut through his hand. So I like this because of its absurdity. Yes, but at the same time, it bugs me because yeah, it didn't cut his hand off. So I'm like fifty fifty on this, this grabbing the chainsaw thing. I don't hate it, but I half hate it. For me. <laughs> If they're going to go this obscenely, like, cartoonish and over-the-top with his abilities and imperviousness, I would have liked to have seen a fake chainsaw on the ground with his hand, with his finger imprints in the blade, where he grabbed it so hard that he bent, crushed it, he oh, crushed yeah. it and there were finger imprints that- in the blade itself, and it's like, oh, shit, he just stopped it before it could cut him because yep. he's so strong or whatever, <laughs> you know. It's a cartoony concept, but basically you're making him into Superman. Yeah, You exactly. know, this is this is a Max Fleischer cartoon of Superman kind of thing Because, like, to he's do. been shot a hundred times already and nothing happened. Not, I mean, by nothing happened, I mean nothing happened. No squibs, no dino damage from the bullets. Like, <laughs> dino damage. Like, he just, it's like he, he just, like, they went through him like he was air. Yeah. So... But then this, I was like, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, whatever. Either way, he unceremoniously snaps her neck after disarming the chainsaw from her. And it's it's disturbing. It's an it's an upsetting scene because it really is like you are rooting for her. And she is she's this character that you're like, oh, man, this is a great moment for her to come back and really like prove herself and all this stuff. And she never gets a chance. And it's a very impotent moment. Yep. Where it's just like you literally have your hero character Boop. just gone. Yep. Uh, you know, it's how things go in the real world. It's an unfortunate, sad thing. So, yeah. It was, honestly, I found it to be both 
super cool and a total bummer. Yes. Uh, Hard agree. Meanwhile, uh, our psychiatrist is going like 40 miles an hour down the road trying to steer the car. <laughs> Gosh, it's terrifying. <laughs> it really is. And like, it's clear it's not a modern car because that steering wheel would have locked if the, if the ignition wasn't on and that oh, would have... Well, that's another goof. Like, <laughs> he just busts a window and puts it into drive and like sends her on her way. It's like, um, it's not how... Even older cars, you, you just, like, just, just turn the key. You can't just move the stick No, shape. you can't yeah. just do that. But he can. He can, because he's, he's magic. He is ma- he, that, he's, he's magic. He's clearly magic. He's magic. But she's going super fast down the road and she manages to get away without tearing her arm out of its socket somehow, which is impressive. No less impressive than her climbing in the window eventually. Yeah. I mean, but after a long time of like just holding herself up off the ground, crunches like fucking core strength on this lady. This is one of those things because you watch it. And when I was watching this, I was like, just climb inside. I'm, I'm like saying that to my TV, but I was like, I couldn't. I, I don't know if I could or not. Yeah, but at first you do think that you could. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, the window's open. Just chuck yourself in there. But like, oh shit! But how do you oh. get the the oomph to get yourself in there? Because you're you have no ground to stand on. Yeah. I mean, and so the more you think about it, you're like, oh, that would be fucking terrible. <laughs> if if they'd had a million years to film this movie and they you know had more of a budget, I'm sure they could have done some really cool stuff with this. But I mean, obviously they had constraints and all that it would have been fun to see her testing all of the limits as it's going through like seeing her try to pull herself in and it jags the wheel you know like oh shit i can't pull myself in because as soon as i pull on this then the wheel goes that way so i've got to pull myself with both hands at the same time and try to equalize the you know like seeing that would have been cool but what they did still looks great and uh Eventually, she gets inside, but isn't able to apply the brakes for some reason and crashes into a bunch of crates. And flips upside down. Of course she flips upside down, because, again, it's a cop movie. But it doesn't explode because she's a main character. Because she's a main character. (laughs) Uh, Everything else in this movie explodes when you look at it wrong. So, so much exploding. Um, So, let's see. Where are we at now? Uh, oh, right. A non-maniac cop shows up while she's upside down and is like, hey, hey, lady, you seem to be upside down. Why are you handcuffed to the steering wheel? Here, somebody give me a hacksaw. <laughs> I, love, I love how you say A non-maniac cop shows up. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I don't know that for a fact. I know. I mean, we're assuming. Uh, he seems nice enough. Uh, at first they blush. always do. I know. And also... Our, Aren't, like, police handcuffs, like, standardized fucking keys? Well, I also wondered that, too. Why, I, why I, I almost Google searched it, and then I was like, oh, who fucking cares? But, yeah, when I was watching this, like, oh, we need to get a hack. Yeah, order me a hacksaw for these cuffs. Like, couldn't your keys do it? But I don't know if they are or not. Yeah, they might not I'm be. I'm not a cop. Um, I've it, never been one. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Maniac or otherwise. Uh, it's just funny. Yeah, I'm always, like... I think about that when, like, somebody goes to trial or something for some crime, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, your Google search said that you checked to see if uh, if the, <laughs> the cuffs were standardized. On I was po- watching Maniac Cop 2! Sure you were. We hear that one every day. I'm literally working on a, uh, I'm working on a fucking comic, and I had to Google what, like, because I needed a, a term for embezzling. Yep. And I was like, you know... 
that's a fucking dangerous thing to have in your. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird thing to have in your fucking search history. Um, What's but yeah, word for embezzling. I just want to be. I just want to look very learned while I commit <laughs> when I these go crimes. To, when I go to court. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? What um, was the word? What was the word you settled on? Fuck. What was it called? It wasn't a. It wasn't an expression for it. It was a type. I was looking for. Um, I wanted some sort of like in joke about an actual like Ponzi scheme style thing, style thing, and it was like a lap lapping. That's what it was called. It was a lapping scheme, and oh. I still I can't remember exactly what it meant. <laughs> I just needed it for a one-off joke in a uh, in a stupid comic that I'm doing for a Kickstarter that's coming up soon. Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna put money into it and read it. It's it's got a ham bezler in it. Oh. He's he's like a hamburglar, but he embezzles. Sold. <laughs> That's you had me at ham. Uh, yes, don't worry. There's so many ham-related people in this. <laughs> Enzo Garza of Gut Ghost will be drawing that one, so I'm very excited about that. Anyway... That's a secret for only people who listen to this yeah. podcast because I have not said that to anybody else. Uh, <laughs> I there, didn't even know There it. might even be people from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles involved in this. Ooh, Ooh who knows? I heard uh, they were created in Maine. They were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. And that's a Coast City Comics. You can buy Rad Wraith. Uh, we don't know why the other issues aren't coming out. They won't tell me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we have lots of Ninja Turtle toys. We do. Uh, okay, anyway. CoCityComics.com. <laughs> uh Now, uh, Officer Riley is on TV with the police commissioner directly refuting his claims to his face, yeah. knowing full well that she's going to get totally shit-canned for this. Mm. Um, impressive. But you know what? Let's forget about all that and boobies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut to the worst strip club ever. This is insane. What's wrong with Club 69? <laughs> club 69 is the worst. Here is what happens at Club 69. Uh, there's a there's a countdown for 25 seconds. Girls come out in bikinis. They dance for 22 seconds. Take off their tops for two seconds, and then take like five bucks, and then wave and go backstage. How do they make a living? Yeah, it's frequency. They come <laughs> back out again. It's just like they show their boobs for two seconds yeah. after dancing and then leave. But the, two <laughs> seconds isn't enough, so you're going to stick around for when they come back out again for the next two. The worst. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, this next one is my favorite. So this guy with a weird beard, old weird beard, he takes an interest in Cheryl, the new stripper. Uh, who she's going to get a whole song. So she's going to dance for like 35 seconds. And she comes over to him because he's taken out a 20. Yeah. And he's the one person tipping her. She crawls over to him. She takes that 20, takes out her boobs for two seconds, hands him her $35 top, <laughs> and then goes backstage with her 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Club 69 fun, dude. You should go sometime. <laughs> Not not great, <laughs> not great with uh, <laughs> figuring out their finances, but otherwise a great strip club. Maybe they get a cut of the bar. I don't know. This is a bad strip club. I've always just been too distracted by the two seconds of boobs to wonder about this place's <laughs> finances. 
listen. That's I'm, what you're thinking of when you're seeing this strip club scene in this movie. You're like, concerned. how does this place make money? No, I'm <laughs> concerned about the strippers. I'm worried about uh, the dancers. You are dancers. a business owner, I guess. So It <laughs> bothers me that they are mistreating their workers. Unionize. Maybe they're not. But Club they, 69 sure needs to unionize. They're making sure their dancers don't tire themselves out and work oh, too hard. That's true. It's a very responsible management there. They care for the, the girls. Sure. <laughs> and this uh and this is like a, a classic like sleazy New York. Like this is one of those like criminalizing sex work kind of things that was done in these movies back in the day where she calls her mom and she's making up stories because she's so embarrassed that she's a dancer. And yep. it's like, you know what? Sex work is work. That's Even what we if say you only here. dance for two seconds. <laughs> it's not good work <laughs> if, if you dance for two seconds and then give away your top to the creepiest person in the club. Mom, can you wire me 25 bucks for a shirt? <laughs> I made $20. This time this week. <laughs> I made $20 tonight and gave away my top. <laughs> Uh, fuck. Uh, okay. So <laughs> she says she's a secretary in New York and blah, blah, blah. Uh, she hears a crazy frantic knock at the door. Someone's trying the doorknob and she tries to call the cops, but she has to call the front desk to get an outside line, which I don't think that's really how any phones work, but it might in a flop house like that. It could be. That is a, I mean, that is a legitimate, like. Yeah, because the Flophouse doesn't want cops there because the more shit as that they happens, said, they yeah. get shut down. Right. Yep. Because this is a, this is basically like straight out of uh, basket case. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's one of those kind of places. Um, and so. Your guy busts in. He does. And he's going to murder her. Because that's his thing. Because that is his thing. Which I'm willing to bet that he's the one that killed the naked girl in the morgue, too. You know what? I think so, too. <laughs> and he's got a weird beard. Yeah, he's, he's think, Captain Weirdbeard. I think anybody with a beard that weird, probably a murderer. He's so gross looking now. Leo Rossi nails us. The, it's so funny. Rossi, Rosie. Leo oh, Rossi, I Rossi. think, yeah. I mean, and that's got to be a real beard, too, it is. right? Like, it is. That's, like, he, was, he, was to- he was told to grow the beard out and look scraggly. Yep. Like, and Wow. Wow, nailed it. Yeah. Like that is like he looks like if Bluto fell on really hard times and started doing meth. Yeah. Like he is crazy bananas. Uh I like it. So we get this great fucking Keystone Cops Confuso Vision scene here <laughs> where so we've got Leo Rossi on top of the girl who's like strangling her. Then maniac cop busts in the door and he's like get out of the way i'll show you how to strangle a woman okay then two cops come in behind him and they're like we'll get you maniac cop they get thrown through the wall and then maniac cop's like god you you broke my train of concentration (sighs) i'm out of here now (laughs) let's let's just go home i'm gonna be besties with beard guy now let's go beard guy and now they're best friends. This whole freaking... This is my biggest complaint of this whole movie, though. What the fuck is Maniac Cop doing there? Out of all the places in the city he can go to and all the things he's doing, he just shows up at that girl's apartment? Like, he never had any prior connection to the strip club, to the beard guy, to anything. Yeah. He's just, like, pops up on the fourth floor of a random flop house and 
at the same time is that's it's so weird this is why i just wish there was some way to get him there this is why having a colombo detective as opposed to a tough guy cool robert davi detective would be helpful in this situation if you had an intelligent like super cop who uses his brain to figure stuff out then you could have him saying things where he's like i think he followed he knew where the killer was going to be Mm -hmm. And so he followed him because he has some sort of plan. There you go. And he does. Like, if you think of the maniac cop as being a clever, conniving character, and for some reason he's figured out this master plan where he's going to get, he's going to break this guy, he's going to get him sent to prison, he's going to break him out of prison, take somebody who has transfer papers to Sing Sing, go there, you know, like all of this kind of like, you know, like he's a Batman type character. Like he's a, he's the Joker. With you his know. invincibility, it almost seems like dude could just walk in the front door of Sing he Sing. He could walk in the front door of <laughs> Sing Sing. He's invincible. He's invincible. He can teleport. He just shows up in the police shooting range. Like how did he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there back doors in shooting ranges? I think there wouldn't be for, like, safety's sake. That like, doesn't seem Oh, shit, I was safe. looking for the bathroom and the bullets are flying at me. <laughs> it seems unsafe. That seems like a bad plan. But you know what? I don't design Do shooting ranges. not take the door on the left. <laughs> uh, a funny prank that day that he switched the bathroom <laughs> with the back door to the shooting range door. Okay. Um, I'll miss that goofy bastard. <laughs> So now he's a super fan of Cordell's because he loves that he's killed so many cops. And so he's like, hey, man, come home with me. We'll be best friends. Uh, I'll make you hot chocolate and we can get in our feety pajamas and we can tell each other stories. Oh, fuck. That scene would have been great. Like the two of them, like like just sitting on a fucking on a pink rug with their feet up in the air wearing like bunny slippers or something. And they're like... And then I killed this one, and then I killed this one. You're my best friend. <laughs> Turtle song plays yeah. in the background. Fuck. <laughs> Million dollar idea. Okay. But uh, I'm still on the fence whether I like this whole plot line. I mean, this, this so- is this is the rest of the movie. Oh, this I know it is. This is the whole point of the but movie. I'm still like, it's, uh, it weirds me out a little bit. Like, Yeah, it's it's a weird choice. It is a weird choice, man. The whole thing is very strange because, again, this is like everything in this movie is such a gray area. It's very hard to root for anybody because Cordell has been wronged. He is obviously he is a victim, but then he victimizes everyone else. I mean, yeah, it's so it's very hard to to latch on to anybody. Our main cop is a scumbag, you know, and the one person who isn't a scumbag, this this psychologist, isn't given enough character for us yeah. to root for her. So it, it's it's just weird. The yeah. whole thing is weird. But whatever, it doesn't matter. We get to see uh, we get to see Cordell's face here, and he's got really sweet zombie makeup, I which love, is really I great. Love the look. And he's like, "Hey, man, what's your name?" And he's like, hold on, maybe you can write it down. And before he manages to get him a piece of paper, he goes, Cordell. That's yeah, like, too much bass. Yeah. 
Gordon. It's true. It almost sounds like, uh, what's his nuts from wrestling? Paul Bearer. <laughs> Paul Bearer. <laughs> Gordon. Did you say Carvel Man? Yeah. Like the cake guy? Did That's say, great. Did you say corn nuts? <laughs> corn nuts. I'll get you some corn nuts, man. Yeah. Come on, man. That'll be great. We'll hang out here in our feety pajamas. We'll eat corn nuts. It's going to be a great night. <laughs> we'll rent Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, anyway, uh, this is where we try to cram some Nightmare on Elm Street into this movie from out of nowhere. It's a very strange little thing. Davi and the psychologist have another talk, and she's like, um, you, know how, you know how people like to have uh, jump rope rhymes and stuff? Here, let me put a poem in here that I'm reminded of. Even the actress is like, why am I doing she this? looks like she feels like she's really mucking up the movie with this because she is because not only do they scene sucks and there's no point to it there's no point to it they butcher the poem which is one of my favorite poems too (laughs) i'm like oh i hate that you fuck this poem up and there's a great line at the end of this poem that is would make more sense in this whole thing than the rest of it that they put in and they they left it um i wrote it down fuck yeah i don't know it the end of it is a long black hearse came to cart him away but he ran for his life and is still gone today oh fuck what the hell how did you leave that how, out movie it's literally <laughs> how could you not use that wow that's the last line of the fucking poem holy cow <laughs> but anyway but yeah this whole scene uh, it bugged me. It bugged me even more on the second. I was just like, "Why is this even? Yeah. Why is she doing this?" Because why, why Nightmare on Elm Street on? was a very popular film. I guess, but like this doesn't. No, mean for it shit. really like it really looked like the actress was upset that she had yeah. to do this scene. She knew that it was a bad idea, and you could just feel her saying it. Even like the character. It's like, huh, yeah, I don't know why it's here. And it's like, no, we don't know why it's <laughs> yeah, we here don't either. either. Yep. Like, I don't know why it's been going through my head. It just has been. Well, t- shut Keep up. Keep it there. It. Keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to hear it. Um, and also, every time I hear the beginning of that poem, all I can think of is the Tommyknockers, too, now. Because yep. Stephen King ruined it for me because late last night and the night before, Tommyknockers, Tommyknockers, knocking at my door. What came first, this or Knockers? Uh, this was 89. This came before Tommyknockers, I think. I think I think Tommyknockers was in the 90s. I can't Seems remember. Right. Seems about right. Yeah, it was it was the last really good Stephen King book. It was the last of his great it was it was the the worst Stephen King book ever at that <laughs> point. And I think he made worse ones later, but man, Tommy Knockers was a terrible disappointment. Got that in hardcover when it first came out and I was like, Oh. I think the one I read right before it was it. And oh, I was yeah, like well, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So we went from it to this. Yep. Ugh. I read it again recently. Liked it a lot better. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, our psycho and our maniac cop do a knife comparing scene, and we get a rehash of the shower scene from part one. Dumb. I mean, it was just a... It seemed like they even slowed it down. I could be wrong, but it, it felt forever. It felt slower than the first movie. It was like, yep. this is way too much time. Um, but maybe it was just because they changed the music to soft whistling and that was <laughs> made it seem like it went on forever. I, just give just give me some a few flashes of the shower cut. That's all we needed. Yeah, for us. it was way too much. Yeah. 
I will say, though, it did make me laugh because I only noticed in this one that our fucking insane maniac cop has a tan line shaped like a Speedo. I was like, picturing Matt Cordell (laughs) out on the fucking beach in a Speedo did make me laugh. (laughs) So there was at least that. Anyway, okay. Now they're going to strip clubs with the dancer who was attacked earlier, which is always a great idea. (laughs) Always bring the person who's involved in the case out into the field to identify somebody. I feel like they did that in the last movie. This scene scene is hilarious, too. So, yeah, they they bring... They bring her along got to... got fucking cat hair in my nose or something. I don't yum. Know uh, yeah, they, they bring her along to see if Beard Guy shows up so she can point out Beard Guy to them. And damn, they got lucky. Cause they I, got, they... <laughs> it's a strip club in New, New York City. Let's just go to one. Yep. Oh, hey, it's that one. Oh, bing. That was easy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Didn't know that was going to be so quick. Yep. Uh, but she <laughs> she IDs him. And this is great. This is some wonderful low-budget filmmaking crap because this fucking strip club is clearly somebody's house. Like, it's just rooms and, like, the strippers are, like, on tables. Or maybe it's, like, a bar. I think it's a real strip club. It or maybe Club not. 69 was. I was reading Club it. 69 looked like a real strip okay, club. Okay, so maybe this isn't. This like does not look. I okay. mean, like, there's a staircase that looks like it goes to somebody's bedroom. It's a this. lap dance room. Oh, right. Yeah. No, the lap dance rooms are those, like, uh, <laughs> privacy curtains that yeah, they yeah, just yeah. put up there, which are terrible, too. It's the boom boom room upstairs. Oh, God. Fuck the boom boom room. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, this is a great scene where they chase him around the, the place, but our our cop with the broken wrist, bop, snap. She Love pulls it. her she pulls her cast out of the sling, knocks him unconscious with her cast. Awesome, good scene. Um, honestly, it's the most character she's been given so far, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, so <laughs> what is, what's my character like? I don't know. You're you're really boring. Well, and you hit people with your cast. You hit people with your cast. But okay. again, she legitimately is a cipher because all because she is just listening to other people's problems. Yeah. So as a like as a character, we don't have any way to even find out anything about her because she's too busy talking to other people about them. It's it would be very hard to wedge anything in where anybody talks about her. Yep. Honestly, I would have rather had her have like the guilt about his partner dying or like like he hated her because she talked to her his partner and then he and then he killed himself you know like because he was corrupt and she told him to go talk to that he was gonna have to turn himself in and that she knew something and she was like well you've already told me about this thing that you did now you have to turn yourself in and then he killed himself and then they could have tension that mm. way as opposed to him having tension with his wife and him that, that we never even see that we've that never we seen before yeah. and we don't care uh i don't know huh. i don't know backseat driving it's what we do um we good at it so uh they they've got the killer but they found out where he lives so robert davi goes to visit his his creepy basement apartment it's actually thing. It's Were they implying that it was in the sewer? I don't think so. There's a reflection going on in there that makes it seem like there's water in the apartment. Like there's like a yeah, there's like a reflector mean. that's kind of shimmering, yep. 
which makes me think that they were trying to imply that like there's a sewer running through that room. Hmm. But, you know, which would have made sense. That would be the only thing that makes sense. Like, how can he afford an apartment? Where's where is he living? Well, he gets money. He's got money for the strippers. Oh, that's true. He kills I mean, they're those strippers are not making a ton of money. They're living in shitty, shitty apartments. Yeah. <laughs> he's living in the sewer like a ninja turtle. <laughs> Maybe he's a ninja turtle. <laughs> um, so there's nobody there, but he sees <laughs> this scene is so pointless because he goes in and he's like, looks like we've got a serial killer. Fucking duh. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, like we know this already. Where have you been yeah. the rest of this fucking movie? We know he's a serial killer. Yeah. Um, You've already been in the same room with one of his victims. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so uh, turns out we got Danny Trejo in this in this cell with him. That was yeah, cool. That was he doesn't neat. have a line, but it's cool that he's there. Uh, our psychiatrist gets into her police uniform and tries to relearn how to shoot a gun one-handed and gets berated by the, the Irish cop from the first movie. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll get his. Um, so, psychiatrist comes to talk to the psycho and he says, Don't worry, my friend's going to be coming by tonight. Maybe we'll, we'll pay you a visit, whatever. You know, so... And he I does. Like, I like that she doesn't instantly turn around right now and, like, go warn people. Like, this guy pretty much gave you an indication that, like, this baddie's coming. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a real good point. I'd be like, okay, I can't, obviously I can't confirm what he's saying, but we should probably really be on our guard right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He claims that he's friends <laughs> with Matt Cordell and that Matt Cordell is going to come here and kill everybody in this police station. Yeah. So maybe... It, it can't hurt to be on our, our get our game face on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe just like one flamethrower. This is all I'm saying. Just <laughs> maybe. But whatever. He does. He comes back and we get a full-on Terminator like massacring the entire police station. And it's starting with the shooting range from all the cops at the shooting so range getting good. shot from behind the shooting range. I think it's the coolest thing. And then there's an excuse for why he gets his super cool future gun here. Yep. Because he takes it from the shooting range because somebody was using a fucking space gun. It was it, fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I like a good fun space gun that doesn't exist so, in the so, real so world. That, okay, that is a fake space gun. I think so, yeah. I, I was mean, just like, what is this thing? You put on a scope on top that you never use, but it was like, that was, was that supposed to be the clip? Or No, I I mean, I think it's. I think um, it was something. And he had like 10,000 bullets and it's yeah. firing like a machine gun, but it's a tiny little handgun. Yeah, yeah it was like a, like a RoboCop gun. Yeah, exactly. basically what it was. It was like he had the RoboCop gun. And, you know, it's kind of an homage to every movie that does this scene. <laughs> so, uh, once he's out of bullets, he just starts throwing people through walls, too. Which He's is great at that. Great. I mean, and his, the scenes of him walking through the plate glass and through the walls it's and so through cool. the doors, I've never seen it done so well. Yeah. The Terminator doesn't do it this well. Like, no movie, it feels like every single, even the highest budget movies, there's some sort of tension where you see that the person can't be as strong as they're implying that he is. Where, like, even when Arnold Schwarzenegger goes through a wall or whatever, you can see that it's, like, that there's a resistance and it's slowing him down some. 
when fucking when Zadar goes through these things, it's like they don't exist. Exactly. He just destroys them. It's so beautiful. It's such like, oh my god, like such yeah. high level effects and filmmaking. Crazy. Good, good, good scenes. Um. So once everybody's dead, uh, Matt breaks all the criminals out and. He finds out that this one criminal that's in there has a trans has I don't I don't know that he could have planned this. He Was couldn't this possibly. Pl- yeah, that's what I'm- he couldn't have known this unless he's psychic. He couldn't have known that this guy was going to sing sing. Unless he's a ghost and he can ghost himself and look at things and know what's going on. <sighs> so it's so weird. Again, he could have just walked into sing sing. He could have with your space gun, and now, now when I, yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you could have just made it like the fucking whatever the whatever Judge Dredd's gun is, yep. and so it could just be like I don't know, door opener, <laughs> <laughs> shout it into the gun and opens the door. But um, now, now that I'm thinking about this, I feel like the the route that they should have gone is not that Matt Cordell is a super genius. It's that the fucking killer is a super genius, that the the psycho is a super mm-hmm. genius. So that this Joker type super criminal that is killing all of these women, they shouldn't have made him a, a like they should have made him somebody who was trying to get revenge on the police department. He finds this guy and he comes up with this plan. They talk about how smart this guy is. And he's like, I went through the police files and i found out that there's a guy who's going to be released from prison if i go in and you break me out i'll get him we can go do this thing blah 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 blah. yep that makes sense to me shit that's the only thing that would fix it that fixes the whole fucking thing so there it is however that could also slow it down and i love this movie's brisk it does it i mean it sacrifices making sense yes for being fast yep. which is good but there's a lot that could come out of this movie too oh yeah and i don't think that any of that kind of setup would take that long yep i mean th- he could have spent all of the time that he's just like hey uh i uh, like killing i like killing ladies here's my like, pictures uh, my sewer apartment uh, here's a drink uh. <laughs> uh yeah all of that could have been nixed in favor of him setting up his evil plan yeah so, um, they steal a bus, dress up in police uniforms, and they have Susan the psychologist as a hostage. They do big, crazy smash them up, driving a bus through the city, a lot more insano driving and stunt work, and just like just beautiful. It's, it's really even better really than The Dark Knight Returns chase scene. It's so similar, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It really is. If, you know, if he would admit that he was influenced by Maniac Cop 2, mm-hmm. he would lose all credibility. That's the thing, <laughs> is that he can't, Nolan can't say, listen, I watched Maniac Cop 2 and I had some great ideas for The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Just say it, bro. Just say it. Come on, man. Come on, bro. We all know it. Come on, man. <laughs> um, so... At the same time that they've they've kidnapped Susan, Robert Davi has kidnapped the police commissioner, and <laughs> he's going to bring him to Sing Sing. Uh, and he basically says, since it's your fault that Cordell exists, 
you have to stop him. I like this whole plot and, line. Yeah. And so the idea is either I bring you to Sing Sing and Cordell murders you or, you know, or you admit to what happened and you have a confession, send a message to the Supreme Court to have them overturn the thing. Like <laughs> there were a lot of things where it was like, you're going to have to pull a lot of strings in order to confess to <laughs> this conspiracy. But he does because he doesn't want to be murdered by a maniac cop. And it is clear that he is just carving his way through everybody. Everybody. Yep. So uh, it turns out that nobody radioed ahead to Sing Sing to be like, oh, by the way, there's a stolen bus with a bunch of maniacs on it. and You're probably all going to get killed. You know, that would have been a phone call is, is so impersonal. Yeah, right. We'll I, just love, wait. I love this. We'll just wait till it all happens. (laughs) Maximum maximum security prison. They're just like, oh, okay, if you say so, bus driver. (laughs) I mean, we didn't have a transfer scheduled for right now. These things aren't on a time schedule. We we just let them in if they show up. So you showed up and you have papers and some random dude can tell if they're not forged. Perfect. Come on in. So oh, and you put the paper in the bucket. I put the paper in the bucket for God's sake. <laughs> that's all you need to get into Sing Sing. <laughs> that's it. I mean, not a lot of people want to get into Sing Sing. <laughs> uh, so he gets in and they open up death row after killing a shit ton of people again. Uh, and they're in the middle of like trying to free all of the death row inmates to, I guess, build an army to go after. Again, it's so unclear yeah. what the whole shtick is here. Because here's like, I'm, here's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is Cordell here to build an army? Is that his plan? Is he here to get revenge on the people that killed him in the shower? Was yes. that just a a bonus perk to the, the mission? Or is that what he's actually here for? Yeah. The, is he again, here to get his name cleared by the commissioner? Because you probably would just... You should probably just go to the commissioner instead of fucking around in yeah, flop yeah, houses yeah. killing strippers. <laughs> it's like, what? Is there's the, so much. I don't get it. Yeah, there's so much <laughs> of the maniac cop where it's like, he's got to get revenge on these people who've wronged him. Or just like random people who are on the street. He's yeah. just going to patrol the street and kill people for no fucking reason. That's the thing. I can't tell when his plan starts and when his randomness begins like yeah it's just, uh, he's so messy of a character he's very messy oh messy cordell messy matt cordell that's what they all called him <laughs> back at the when he was he's alive. a chocolate mess <laughs> yeah he spilled barbecue sauce all over his badge and stuff he's silly goose uh what a what a silly goose uh i understand so we get we get this whole thing where the commissioner comes over the radio and he's like matt i've admitted that i've that I set you up. We're going to do all of this stuff. We're going to, you know, we're going to Cordell your... just hears him clear as day through the concrete walls in a rioting jail. Yep. And he's like, Oh, okay. Oh. And, and he just starts walking. I guess that's all I needed. Bye. He's like, Oh, okay. Then I'm going to stop my rampage and I'll go. Now, where's he going? So he's, here's again this is not in the in the movie yeah this is me making up what i think is happening okay. here so he's killing people he's killing random citizens so that the police look ineffectual and they can't protect anyone they can't do anything he's just basically an agent of chaos at this point the part of his plan that he's on right now is do everything you can 
to embarrass the police department and hurt the police department as much as you can and just you know like because he's because he was wronged by the police yep once that part of it is done all he has left is the people who killed him so he is the people who attacked him in the shower so now he's like oh shit i know that these guys are here someplace i'm gonna go find them and kill those guys Mm -hmm. that would i mean that's the thing that makes sense but (laughs) there's nothing in the movie that says that and so that's what they do but these guys know that he's here and they've planned a surprise party for him again. <laughs> I guess they knew he was coming. I guess they had everything they needed to make some Molotov cocktails. Like, oh, yeah. They, that's yeah, just probably that's easy stuff. to find in the sinks. <laughs> <laughs> they make the toilet wine very strong there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he, they, they set him on fire here. Yeah, that's a, that's a they... They up the, uh, yeah, it's a bold step. It is. And this is clearly one of those things where it's like, this was meant for a VHS release because in (laughs) HD, you're just like, oh, hey, look at that stunt guy with a weird mask on. Yep. It's like so, so, so clear that it's just a stunt guy. Uh, I have a feeling that it is not that obvious on VHS. It is not. And so. I watched it both ways. Yeah. So Uh, that's unfortunate. I don't care. I still love. Even the mask looks cool though in the fire. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. I. But yeah, it is. It I is just a like silly. I feel. I'm mostly just feeling bad for the effects people who are like, no, I made this for this format. I'm not a. I'm not bad at my job. <laughs> I just knew what the constraints were. I could not know that there was going to be an AI that could fucking translate Andy, pixels. Andy, and, Andy loses like a foot too, and he gets set on fire. <laughs> he's also much smaller. Um, but he's, and man. It is amazing how they commit to this. He is on fire for the last oh, five minutes oh, yeah. of this movie. <laughs> that is a lot of time. And so he's fighting all of these guys. They really didn't think this through too much. This is straight out of the fucking, out of uh, the the zombie manual. Don't use fire because it doesn't kill him instantly. And now you just have and a now, flaming now zombie. you're on fire. Good yeah. Shit. Yep. And here it is. Here is oh, proof. Man. This is uh this ends like Halloween too as well. Yep. With the fire. Yeah, weird. Just thought of that. And so he basically strangles people and sets them on fire, kills all of all of his killers. Grabs a person while he's on fire and chucks him up to the second balcony. <laughs> that was great. Uh and and then Yeah, they don't skimp on the fire fire suit scenes. Yep. And at this point, I guess our psycho, our psycho strangler has decided that Matt has turned on him. And yeah. so he grabs Matt's sword and stabs him. And of course, this does not please Cordell. He hates it. He does not like being stabbed. <laughs> I mean, he's also on fire at the yeah. same time. So I guess he grabs this guy and they both jump out the window into the bus and explode in the bus. Well, this is... They don't jump out the window. They bust through the wall. Yes. Like freaking Kool-Aid right. man. That's right. Uh, this is another scene uh, very similar to the chainsaw, where it's like, wait a minute. It's 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 cool that that happened, but are you telling me that this dude just like busted through a cement prison wall? Yeah. And so... <laughs> okay. So why bother with the transfer papers if you could just walk through the yeah. wall? <laughs> You, he's essentially a Hulk. He's, yes. <laughs> you wouldn't see the Incredible Hulk being like, 
Uh, Hulk, Hulk need to forge transfer paper. <laughs> wearing, wearing, wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> Who is this Hulk you speak of? Yeah. I'm Mr. Rull. <laughs> Ugh. Yep. So that's what we get. We get an exploded guy inside a inside a bus, and they're like, "Well, we're going to bury all of the parts that we found." And give them the the other important part is that he's going to be buried with honors. Yes. Which seems like quite an ask after he kills a thousand police yeah. officers. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm shocked at my own self right now because I didn't like, think I about feel, it at all. I feel. I was just like, oh. But I, nobody is told that that's him. They're told that some crazy person, like the, the story that most of the cops hear is probably that. A crazy person did this, and they, you know. Is there a cop alive to tell the tale? I mean, nope. there really isn't anybody left. So, I mean, there's got to be people. That saw him, though. Th- like. There's got to be an honor guard at his funeral. I mean, there's got to be people firing off 21-gun salute. But, I mean, is shit. there a cop from the station that saw Cordell killing people Prob- and is still I, alive? I doubt it. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah. So there. So they don't need to know. And so I don't think they're telling anyone that he did all of these killings. Gotcha. They're, they're assuming it's someone else. And since he <laughs> explodes. And well, he did kill 76 <laughs> uniformed officers. Oh, minimum. When he was alive, he was a good cop. <laughs> kind of. Before he died, he was a really good cop, mostly. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> he did. He was also committing extrajudicial executions, I believe. He, they did say that in the first yeah, movie, yes. So he, so was also... he wasn't even a good cop, but he was a good cop. <laughs> he didn't even Fuck. deserve that kind of burial no. in the first place. I don't know. Anyway, so um, we we go to the funeral. Of course, Robert Davi hears something strange, but it's probably fine. He drops Cordell's shield on the coffin. They walk away. What is this scene with him looking in the the lookaways? I didn't get this. He heard something. We, we were supposed... It's a misdirect for the scare, I think. But there's... There's no... No, I'm saying, like, right before, before the before the jump scare ending, there's that scene where Robert DeVee's just, like, looking out, and you just yeah, see yeah. nothing. And then it cuts back to him, and then he's looking out again, and you still see nothing. And then she even asks, like, what yeah, are his, you looking at? Those are his cop senses. He knows something's wrong. He knows that it, Cordell is alive and his bu- body has knitted itself back together like the Terminator. It bugged me because I rewound the damn scene. I'm like, oh, what am I missing? I'm not seeing what he's seeing. And after pausing it even, nothing. I'm just like, oh, no, he doesn't see anything. fucking nothing. And then the girl even like asks a question for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it? And it's like still nothing. But the jump scare, you got to admit. It was awesome. Perfect. Yeah. That is such a good jump scare. Yep. It actually got me the first time I watched this for the podcast. I was like, fuck. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, that is. I knew a, it was coming, but it was still jumpy. Yeah, but it is fast. Yeah. It's like it's it, so punchy. I wonder how many takes it had. I wonder. If, I, I don't know, if that was man. a firsty. It it could have been probably had to be because I don't know that they could afford like a bunch of balsa wood coffins. Well, I'm sure it's not a real balsa wood coffin if some dude's punching their hand through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's <laughs> something cheap. It's got to be something. Yeah. That looks at least a little bit like it. They look. They look. Perfect. They look great. Yep. Uh. The exact opposite of the woman being pulled through the door in Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, but speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, we get our jump rope rhyme back here. <laughs> Floating over the wind as they walk off. And then 
the best Bring part it of the on. movie. That's right, the Maniac Cop rap. It's fucking awesome. Holy shit. Oh my god, I was so happy when we had a Maniac Cop rap. <laughs> uh, and it's also, like, I mean, obviously it's, what, 1990? Yeah. So it's going to be a fairly old school rap, but this was, like, maybe even older than that kind of old school rap where, like, every single line was just, they decided on a word that was going to rhyme at the end of the phrase. Oh, like Beastie Boys style? And then just tried to figure out how to get there. (laughs) At least the Beastie Boys made a narrative. Oh, yeah. These were just, like, (laughs) you know... I found myself up in the trees. That's why I found the bees. There's, <laughs> I'm full of cheese. He's a maniac cop, and he likes hops. He likes cool breeze. <laughs> it's like what? What's up, cool breeze? There's some really oh, bad. Like lines. the Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh, hey, there you go, <laughs> man. What a great movie, and what a great terrible rap at the end. Goes and, right with Waxwork too, and yeah, Monster Squad, Monster Squad. popcorn. We really got to put that compilation out. Got to get that fucking compilation going. I don't know how to get those rights. Yeah, me neither. Um, (laughs) But yeah, man, this is a... Yeah, for as as much as I I question things in this, it's still just a fucking fun movie. Yeah, yeah. No, it is... It's a blast. I like it much better than the first one. And there's... Yeah, I like both of them, but yeah, this is And there's things I don't like in this, and there's things I don't like in the first, but overall, I like... I, I enjoy them both. And this also feels less like a Cohen movie, which I thought was interesting. And I still think it might be better than the first one, even though Cohen is obviously a genius. But this this feels... He still wrote this one, too. Yeah, yeah. This still feels like... Um, I mean, because of the because of the era. Like, we're slowly slipping out of the video era. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, on the, we're on the slide at this point. This is like the beginning of the slide. It's like 1990. We're headed... We're about to head down. We're like... Pretty much peak would be like 1990, probably. You think so? For what? For for VHS rentals? Well, maybe 93. Are you kidding me, man? Really? 93? People were still renting. I was working at a video store in 97, and we were renting tapes left and right. Really? You think that yeah. was like the peak of rentals? I don't know, peak, but yeah, I was there right when DVDs started coming in. Like People were renting VHS mm. all the time until there was no streaming. Yeah. Interesting. So I would say, like, I don't know about peak, but like... Hmm. Ninety-seven might have been peak, but this feels like a this feels like a direct to DVD movie or like a direct to to VHS movie. It was a direct to VHS. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, it, it feels only like in it. America. It got theatrical releases everywhere else. Really? Yes. Interesting. But you know what I mean? Like it feels it has that feeling where like a Cohen movie feels like something that you're supposed to be seeing in a theater. Yep. This feels like something that you're supposed to be watching at home. I don't know how that is. I don't know why that is. But it just, to me, that is how it feels. Yeah, it, could, it, it could it could have potentially been a theatrical release. I was watching a, a video on this where Interesting. New Line wanted to buy it and make it a theatrical release. Live Distribution wanted to buy it and do it straight to video to capitalize on the straight to video horror market. And Live offered more money and they took the safer bet being, oh, well, that makes it's less sense. risk yeah, yeah. to put it on video than theater. So that's why this was not given a theatrical release. I can see that. Here only. Overseas it did great in the theaters. Really? Yeah, yeah, It yeah. did great? It did great. You, uh, Maniac Cop blew up big time in the UK. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. So this, huh. this, this, this got theatrical releases in tons of other countries, but not huh. here in the States at all. Yeah. So was Robert Zadar like a star everywhere else in the world? I do not know. I hope so. 
<laughs> I want nice things for poor Robert Zadar. Yeah. He's a star in my book. Yeah. As a star. <laughs> God. This is the worst episode we've ever done. We're both oh, so gosh, fucking tired. No. Yeah. It's been a long day. <laughs> it has been a long day for both of us. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, thank you for listening. You can follow us at the Funbox Monster Podcast. You can buy things from CoastCityComics.com, and that helps us make this. And the more you buy, the better the episodes are. Uh, <laughs> that's that's true. We've done... We've, uh, we actually... Um, this, we, we, this week... People haven't bought anything on we, the website. We That's why this episode sucked so much. No, oh, man, really? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if it did, if it's great, then it was because you probably bought something while we were talking. So thank you for that. And um, uh, yeah, we'll have some well, video games soon, right? I'm working on a bunch of... Uh... Oh yeah, there's a bunch of vintage video games up on the site now. Yeah, I was playing some Faxanadu the other day. I mean, there's some other weird stuff up there too. We've got arcade marquees up there t- now, so like lots of weird there's things. There's tons on the of you don't know what you're gonna find on CoastCityComics.com. Yeah. Check it out. It is it is a weird site. Lots of toys, lots of games, lots of skateboard stuff, lots of lots of weird shit. We got used skate stuff in now. Weird. Nice. Fun stuff. Get on it. Yeah. Help us get through this fucking winter that <clears throat> never seems to end. Oh, it's so cold and terrible. I hate it here. Anyway, uh, Maniac Cop. It's good. And follows. Yeah? Where you follow us? Yes. Oh, I usually start this. Oh, at uh, I think I already hit that. But uh, at Funbox Monster Podcast and uh, at Coast City Comics. Okay, and I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook and uh, the Video Vagrants YouTube channel where there is a movie every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you tune in uh, tonight, we're going to be watching uh, Cobra. Faster Pussycat Kill oh. Kill. Nice. Yeah. There we go. One of my favorites. I've never done seen it, actually. I've seen a bunch of Russ Myers ones. I haven't seen that one, so I'm going to look forward to that Yep. It's tomorrow one of, night. But one tonight, of the two big to it, uh, stars of the, of the Russ Myers, I think. I think Faster Pussycat and Mud Honey are the two that are like... Like really clutch Russ Myers movies. I loved uh, Super Vixens. I rented that one from Videoport. <laughs> Super Vixens is the worst. What? That's the one with Bob Shot, right? The big uh, the, the, the axe guy. Oh wait, no. Super Vixens is okay. That one's all right. I was thinking of. Is it Up? I think it's Up. Oh, maybe Up's the one I like with the axe guy. The one with Hitler. <laughs> I think Hitler is in Up. God, I don't remember. It's been so long. It's so ridiculous. But either way, yeah, tomorrow night, Video Vagrants YouTube channel, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and every Friday, there's a new movie there. Yay. Stuff, Follow it. Do it. Stuff. <laughs> I'm going home. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Peace.